you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 16 of the Red Diamond Courier. How are you all doing? Hope we are finding you in uh, good spirits and good health. I am Bob Chichinsky here as always with my good, good friend Dogbark24. How's it going, bud? It's been going pretty good. How's it been going with you? Oh, you know, it's going, man. It's going. So this week we have an awesome episode for you guys. We are bringing back one of our uh, segments we haven't done in a bit, the Dungeon Guides episode. It's going to be awesome. We're talking about the Wayrest Sewers 1 and 2, Arcs Carinium, and Crypto Hearts 1 and 2. We are just moving our way right through these uh, the list of dungeons. So yeah. It's going to be a good one. Excited to talk about these dungeons with you guys. We haven't done an episode on uh, the dungeons since episode 8. Now we're in episode 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, long overdue. Even though Dungeon Talk did filter in through some of those episodes. But kind of. But we didn't go over the entire dungeon. <laughs> yeah, so they deserve some love. And we are here to give it to this week. Dungeon's one of our favorite things in the game. But of course, first we have for you some of the news. And this week in Tamriel, there isn't a whole lot going on. Still just kind of cruising through this uh, period up to Greymoor. But if you are listening to this episode the week it comes out, then there are a couple things coming to the Crown story that you might want to check out. The Storm Atronaut crates are coming back from April 30th, and that's going to last until May 7th. And these were the first Crown crates ever that they released. And uh, there's some cool stuff in there. The mounts, I still think the Apex mounts are really cool. Um, there's like frost main is in there and like a lot of cool stuff so i would recommend checking those out while they're in the store and then we also have one of the new uh, arms packs coming in which is was one of my favorite things to check out i think these uh weapons that kind of have the elements going on around them look really cool so this uh, month it's going to be the storm fist arm pack and that's going to be from april 29th to may 27th so about a month as it usually is of course you'll be able to earn the uh, storm fist head and shoulder style page you can earn the helmet from doing the veteran dungeon and uh, you have a higher drop chance when you do the hard mode you could get the shoulder from the corresponding um, chest from the undaunted so it's not a chest anymore. Now you go talk to the merchant person and buy one of those. Or you could buy it directly from them for 50 keys. So I'm hoping personally that this one looks really freaking cool. Like it has a, a cool looking staff with like some lightning like going crazy. Because the only time they've had a lightning effect on one was the Moloch Kina stuff. And that was very early on. And 
uh, I feel like they've really, the effects have grown since then, and they do them very well now, so I'm excited to see what these look like. We also have a uh, some official news posted from uh, Zoss and those guys today as we're recording, which is uh, April 28th. And, uh, yeah, so they posted this on all the social medias today, and it is a letter to the community from head honcho Matt Fyror himself, and it is stating that Drumroll Greymore is set to release May 26th for PC and June 9th for console. They're making it official for now, barring some you know unforeseen circumstances we're hoping that doesn't happen because june 9th will mark five years to the date from the original console release and that is pretty freaking awesome also as i said a couple episodes ago that is my birthday week so i'm just gonna be like taking some time off work again and i'm gonna be in graymore and doing all the fun stuff we are very excited pc friends it is very close for you guys so yeah that's pretty awesome it's it's getting close dog by pretty close he means four weeks for pc and six weeks for uh console players so <laughs> i mean i was in vegas like four months ago almost so it has been like in that comparison of that way it's a it's a pretty short time maybe maybe although pts is out right now and People have been doing that, hopefully testing stuff, making changes. You know, there is like a whole other month of PTS, so kind of like we uh, say, uh, don't stress out over what like what you see on the PTS right now because it's always can change at any time, and we do have four more weeks of it for PC. So yeah, so if you are on PC and you want to go check that out, we implore you to do so. And make it perfect for us since we have to wait two weeks on console extra. Get it, uh, get that right. But after that, we don't have much news else for Tamriel, but we do have some cool uh, news for the show and for you guys. So we have our first ever giveaway here on the Red Diamond Courier. And we are going to be giving away a four-pack of crown crates to one lucky winner. I will gift it to you myself on any platform. So, PC, NAEU, I have characters, Xbox, same thing, PlayStation, I will figure it out. We will get this done. Uh, Yeah, we want to give a little bit back to you guys because we appreciate all the support and everything that you guys have given to us we're still only like this is our 16th episode so we are very new and the uh amount of just everything you guys have done for us has been crazy so it's something we've been wanting to do for a while and it's uh we've been planning on doing i've been talking about it for a while i've always wanted to do giveaways we're gonna shoot for once a month if it happens that way then that is exactly as planned if we miss a couple here or there then you know it happens but yeah so we want to uh have some exciting stuff for you guys that you could enter in and feel like you might win and yeah so we're gonna be giving away stuff ranging from like 
in-game things like crown crates to actual like physical ESO merch and like red diamond courier stuff to go along with that. So yeah. Dog, do you want to tell them how they could enter in this fabulous giveaway we have going on? To enter this giveaway, all you have to do is go to our Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast, where you can find the tweet detailing our giveaway. And then as long as you drop us a follow and like the tweet, you will be entered to win. And that's simple. And then we wish good luck to everyone who wants to test their luck of winning the giveaway. Yeah. And, uh... Like Doc said, nice and simple to enter, and we are excited to uh, give something back towards you guys. And that is, like we said, it's April 28th right now. We're going to put the tweet out about tomorrow, and it's going to go through the week. So that will be May 3rd, Friday, Sunday. So that will be May 3rd, Sunday last day to enter and we will draw it that night if i'm lucky i'll get to stream and maybe i'll do it uh, on stream that would be pretty cool so anyways yeah uh that out of the way some cool stuff coming to the crown store graymore coming pc may 26th console june 9th and giveaway for you guys four pack of current crates anything any platform check us out on our twitter and go enter there thank you very much so, on to my favorite beholden part of our podcast every week, the freaking state of Cyrodiil. Right now in Xbox, it's feeling alright. I mean, they are still good working constantly on fixing the input lag and all that stuff. Um, we were in there, I was in there a few days ago, and I've been kind of bouncing back and forth on my... Uh, mag crow and my mag blade and it's been feeling kind of good i got in some really big fights that uh went back and forth for a while and not too much lag but i mean still there's lag but you know we do what we can and it's been definitely enjoyable lately i'll say that much and as far as battlegrounds go there's still Still a little bit of um, frustration, I'd say, not being able to queue with your friends. But, you know, I hope they change it soon. Maybe they won't. But I've been kind of getting into doing it single player, so solo. Yep. Uh, do you also like how I, uh, you know, stream snipe you and totally queue with you and bomb you? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Dog managed to find his way to like three of my battlegrounds somehow <laughs> today while streaming and brought his Magblade on there. And I swear, I'm over here fighting two of his teammates and all of a sudden I just see this like poof of mist next to me and Dog is just there out of nowhere. It's just killing me. It's like, no! <laughs> but yeah, we we have fun over there. You guys should come, uh, come hang out and check that out. Yeah, but I'd like to notice that I uh, I won all three battlegrounds that night or tonight. So and you were on the green team every time too. Like, what yeah. the heck was that about? Green <laughs> like, team, the winning team. I, apparently so. That and I finished second every time too. It was like yeah. I, I would say That's I had the highest team. damage <laughs> on my team every time, but you know, I, we didn't play. It was flag games. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> play the objective. But 
no, no objectives. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's why I won. So, <laughs> bro, we. That's that's true. I hey, I play objectives, but you know, teammates they do what they want. So, uh, as far as Cyrodiil's going, we have Grey Host, the one and only big faction locked main campaign of all the servers, and. This week on PCNA, they have restarted their campaign. And although I cannot say for exactly sure who won the last, I, the last time I checked, there was like two days left and AD was still in the lead. So I am pretty sure that we can happily crown AD the, uh, the April champions of great host on PC. And uh, that will be their first big win since our podcast started in January. So congratulations to you guys. ADPC, way to go. If I'm wrong and someone else had a miracle comeback, please tell me. But I, I'm i going to give it to the AD. I'm pretty sure they uh, they took care of business yeah, last first month. First win of 2020 for the AD across PC and A, Xbox and A, Xbox EU, and then PS4 and A. <laughs> for the the quite majority of them yeah <laughs> so dc that means you're next you need to get up there and you need to get you know you need to handle the pc side of things so as far as this week goes they have 25 days now remaining and ep is in first place they are leading with 13,718 these are going to be really close i'll give that to you again ep 13,718 old mary dominion second place 13,693 it's a 25 point deficit very close Daggerfall Covenant in last, 13,513. That's a 205-point de- deficit and uh, just 180 behind AD. So, yeah, things are very close over there. It's five days in. Uh, you would hope it'd still be very close. But we're going to hope that DC pulls out of that last place hole and can catch up to AD. Ebonheart back to first place over there. And in Xbox, we have 11 days remaining on the uh, console side of things. And that's going to be throughout all the servers. So NAEU, both consoles. And as far as Xbox goes, we have Ebonheart packed in first place. With 66k, Old Mary Dominion in second with 53.5k, and DC in third with 53. So, right now, as far as PC and Xbox go, they have Evan Hart, Old Mary, and then Daggerfall. And yeah, that's uh, that's kind of well weird that it's so very similar and unfortunate that Daggerfall is in last, but very close on both of those. So, Evan Hart leading on both of them dog why don't you drop us uh the xbox eu scores and those sweet sweet ps4 greyho scores all right so for the xbox eu uh, i was actually playing over there for a little bit when you were uh you know doing stuff and i like to report that dc is happily in first by a landslide with a total of 74k points 
AD is in second with 51k, and then Ebenhart is in last with 41k. And then both AD and EP have the AP buff right now because once again, Blue owns most of the map. So, yeah. Safe to say that DC will probably win this month. <laughs> Dang, both of them have the buff? Yep. I, don't, I didn't yeah, even know that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> so how about the PS4 scores brought to us by the one and only Lotus of Doom? All right. First, we have Ebonheart packed with 65k. In second, we have DC with 52.8k. And then in the last is the Outermary Dominion with 52.6k. It's very close between second and third, but hopefully DC stays in second. Yeah, at least there's a couple factions where we are staying at a last place, for now at least. We, we gotta show up, man. We gotta, we gotta bring the DC to glory. <laughs> so this week... Now that we've got everything wrapped up for you guys and put together, we've got some dungeon stuff. As we were saying, Dungeon Guide Episode 3. It's been far too long. Eight weeks, Dog said. That is too long. We know you guys enjoy these episodes. So we're going to start with Wayrest Sewers. Right, Dog? Yep. And as you can probably imagine, it is found in Wayrest of Stormhaven. Because, you know, it's their sewers, so it makes sense. And then we're going to go over... <laughs> Not the a place that you would, uh, in particularly imagine, you want to go spend a lot of time, but it can be a fun dungeon. For Wayrest 1, we first have the Slime Craw. It's the big old crocodile that's just sitting there in the sewers. Um, There's really not much anything about the boss. It's just the, you know, Slime Craw. He's there. You kill him. And then you seal his leather if he drops any. You would think that, you know, Slime Cross, since it's a very, you know, it's the monster set later, it would be this big boss. But nah, it's a big old crocodile, first boss. <laughs> Don't trip over him on your way down the stairs. <laughs> Alright, the next one is the Investigator Garen. And then the only thing that this guy loves to do is teleport all over the place and be annoying and then if you drop your ultimate he'll teleport right out of it so don't pull so make sure you uh pretty much yeah don't pull bob wait till he transports then drop your ultimate and you will thank us later so after you beat that boss you head on down on the sewers and you come to the one and only boss that no one should ever skip do not just go past this room, okay? You need to go and see the Rat Whisperer because he's pretty much the most awesome boss in the game. And as you come up to him, he just dances around doing the Wood Elf dance with his rat friends. And he's just jamming out, man. He's super chill. And then when you fight him, the whole time he's just yelling, Come to me, my minions! I mean, it's it's legendary, honestly. And then if you're crazy, you can try to pull the next boss with that boss and fight both of them at the same time. And this boss is Ulgarg the Hungry. That dude is totally scary and very hungry. And he will fear you into any object that you are near, especially the stairs. 
and you will get stuck in the stairs and people will bag the stairs on top of you where you should be and you will feel inadequate. So just transport. If you get stuck, God forbid, get yourself out of there. Use, get me unstuck or tra- travel to one of your friends. But just be careful of where you're standing during that boss. Hopefully you won't get stuck in anything. Don't stand by the stairs. I get stuck in there like every time a dog laughs at me. It's horrible. It is very horrible. And a lot of times you can't even teleport out because like the next little phase, the door. Tell us how you get stuck at the door, Bob. Well, the door is the most OP boss in this dungeon. <laughs> and you see, this door that is in between Ilgarg the Hungry and the next boss, Varain Pelengir, it's it's insane. Like, pretty much half the time I do this dungeon, this door will not let us through. And you stand at it, staring at it for pretty much ever and just hoping that one day it will let you through. And generally, it seems to let, like, one person through who will then (laughs) proceed to go pull either the ads or the next boss. And then you're – if they pull the boss and not everyone's through the door, then it's just screwed (laughs) because that boss is not going to kill everyone. And you just got to either kill it slowly and wait or – like let it kill you slowly <laughs> and wait. So yeah, the door you just you gotta you gotta be careful with that door, man. Just you know, make sure everything is dead on the way, and then just after you kill the hungry dude, just straight to the door, sprint and get through it as fast as you can. Yep, it will lock you out. If the mechanic to this door is uh, and in the very first room you fight all the skeevers. If you jump down in the sewer, you actually uh, have to kill the crocodiles. Which, you know, it, when you do that, you avoid being a dim-witted Bob Crow. That's, uh, you gotta be careful with that. <laughs> but you should also be wary, because these crocodiles hit like a small truck. Just ask Bob when he died on his uh, stand in a few hours <laughs> before we started recording this episode. And then dogged when he tried to come be cool and bag me and came within near bites of crocodile teeth of death himself. But yeah, those crocodiles were angry and our group members came back and looked at us like, what are you guys doing? We're like, dude, it's crocodiles, man. This crocodile is like almost half a million health just sitting here. Like, I don't know. He he was much stronger than Slime Craw. I don't know. So, anyways, once you get through the door, you fight Varain Pellinger, like I was saying. And he could literally get stuck up on the platform way up there. And, I mean, like, we don't even usually tell you guys about this much about bosses. But this is how broken this dungeon can get. Almost every <laughs> boss has something that can happen that is going to make your run more, like, I don't know, just bonkers, for lack of a better word. So once you finally get through him and the door and all that noise, uh, there's just a lot of ads. There's a freaking ton of ads. And if you play with Dogged, you literally watch every single ad, and we're talking like hundreds of ads, get pulled to the end of the freaking dungeon where dogged starts just going at it. You know, we just let loose everything we got. And I would say we die. I don't know. 
maybe like four out of ten times. I'd say it's on the lower percentage of the half at least. The next time that that boss gets up there, I'm gonna gap close up to him and go pull every little ad that I can find in the entire dungeon, and then uh, just jump down so that they all just start running through the walls. <laughs> pull three. And they don't despawn. They're just they will follow you. <laughs> yep, they will run right through the walls. All right, Doug, so where is the hard mode for this, boss? Where do people need to go immediately and press? All right, so after you kill all the ads, because you have to not be in combat, there's the boat on the right side of like the little entrance. It's by uh, the makeshift camp, and it's right next to the campfire. Yeah, make sure you guys go hit that and uh, make your group go through it. It'll only take a, like, a little bit longer. It gives the boss some extra health, and... You know, makes her probably hit a little harder. But you'll be fine. You'll get two keys instead of one if it's a pledge. And an achievement for a hard mode. So always go hit the hard mode on these uh, kind of more vanilla vet ones. Yep. And then watch out for her deadly combo of teleport strike fo- followed by a spin to win. Yeah, right. Is her uh, teleport strike might just one-shot you. <laughs> like a, Yeah, it does. It one-shots people all the time that were in there. And there's also, uh, she will, like, transform into some bats for a while. So, <laughs> if it's glitched for you, it could be a very long time. Yeah, we were eating cake, and then this other guy, he was fishing. And then as soon as he came out, uh, Aline decided to teleport strike on top of him and kill him while he was fishing. He was only fishing. <laughs> he was just a fisherman. Yeah. Alright, so that is going to be all the boss in Wave Rest 1. Wave Rest 2 isn't as bad. It's uh, not the bosses aren't all as uh, freaky. You could just kind of go through them all. Wave Rest 1 isn't so bad, uh, as in you could pretty much do it on normal very easily. Like me and Dog could probably solo it on normal without much uh, hesitation. We used to just go through and duo all these normal dungeons uh, back in the day, which was a while back. So I'm sure we it doesn't pose much to people on normal now. The twos of dungeons, they can still be a little bit harder, but on normal, not really. You're going to be pretty all right. So the first boss you're going to come up to is probably going to be one of the ones that gets people killed the most and one of the reasons why i still have the no death for this dungeon because we always over dps the boss very fast and then they do the freaking he will summon on both sides of the altars a ghost and it will lock one person down both ghosts from each side need to be killed to release the person before they are like one-shotted and if you don't catch the mechanic or people aren't communicating, it's very easy to miss and someone will die. So if you're going for the no death, watch out for that. So the next box is Skull Reaper. Uh, he spawns up four skeletons that do something. I don't really know what they do. They might heal it. They might heal the boss or they might make it so it takes less damage. But normally we just kill them super fast with the uh, AoEs. So I don't actually know what the skeletons do. <laughs> yeah, he's nothing like the Rat Whisperer. He wishes that he was a, as cool. And once again, you can pull out Ulgarg the Risen to that, that boss, too. And I know what you're thinking. Great, some terrible necromancer came along into torment. Poor, hungry 
Ulgard after we killed him. But don't worry, he still fears you through walls because he still hasn't eaten anything. <laughs> so He demands satisfaction of his hunger. <laughs> but it's okay because, you know, one day, one day he will be satisfied when they hit and make Waverus Sewers 3. <laughs> yeah. Garen, the return, has a little heal test for you. What this boss will do is a lich. Uh, he'll teleport around, and then he'll use the... He'll kind of just start sucking everyone's life away. And you pretty much just have, have a heal over time and stand in healing springs. So just stand up close together and you'll be fine. And then the next one is the lost one. It's a ghost boss. For whatever reason, the ads from the downstairs don't know how to go upstairs, so you can't pull them all together. Just kind of annoying, but it's okay. Um, all what that boss does is that it just shoots out a annoying ghost AoE fear. And yeah, it's a ghost. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. And then uh, the last boss, you're going to have Varane and Alan. And yeah, that's right. Those are the Pelangers we fought last time. They're both going to be in the same fight this time. And it's much easier than fighting either of them last time, honestly. Uh, she's not going to be one-shotting you every time that uh, she does her spin to win or whatever. But they will put on a shield where you should damage the other boss instead of the one that's shielded, clearly. But, I mean, if they're close together, just keep ripping them constantly. Yep. Then hard mode for this one is pulling 15 zombies and killing them. Uh, you can find them on the left side by the, uh, as soon as you enter, like there's zombies on the left, and then there's also zombies on the right down the hallway. So, get that hard mode done. Yeah, pull all the zombies and get those two keys instead of one. It's always worth it. So, now we've got you kind of through these bosses. You can go into them and be like, hey, I know that Pelangare. <laughs> but, uh, now we got some set talk for you, and we're going to go through monster sets first because there's a different one for Wayrus 1 and Wayrus 2, and then we will go into the overall sets you could earn from each dungeon. So for Wayrest 1, we have Slime Craw, and the One Piece is going to add 833 spell and weapon crit. So that's pretty good. That's a pretty substantial uh, increase and for both. That's nice. The two-piece reads, gain minor berserk at all times, increasing your damage done by 8%. So yeah, that's a pretty good buff, something you don't see all the time, and that's why uh, one, this set is one of the more popular sets. Not super like meta, but... There's a pretty good deal of people that like to run Slime Craw. Now, there are a few ways to get Minor Berserk in the game outside of this set. So, Wardens are the only class that have an inherent way of getting Minor Berserk through their skills, and it will grant it to them at all times while slotted. That's Bird of Prey. So, you can also get this buff from using the Resto Staff skill Combat Prayer, which is going to give it to you. And all the people in front of you, it's a uh, cone kind of AoE thing that goes out. And that is going to be needed kept up every 8 seconds. So yeah, you could slam the staff down and give that to yourself if you want to get it that way. 
There is also one other way, the morph of Expert Hunter, the Fighter's Guild skill. It's Camouflage Hunter, and it also grants this boon, but only for five seconds, and also only when you deal crit damage from Sneak. So that means you're going to have to deal crit damage from Sneak every five seconds to keep it up. So yeah, you can see why some people like to have this set. It's not the biggest buff that is always thrown around, and it will increase all your damage by 8%. So yeah. Next up, the monster set from Warriors 2 is Malubeth the Scourger. This gives you max health. And then the second piece is uh, when you take damage, you have a 6% chance to create a beam that seals 6381 health over 4 seconds from the attacker. The, the beam breaks if the enemy moves further than 8 meters away. And then while the beam holds, uh, you gain major vitality, increases your healing received by 30%. This effect can occur once every six seconds. So it almost has a 100% uptime, but it only seals 6381 health over four seconds, which is only 1595 per second, which not that much. I mean, the only reason really I would see people doing this is for the major vitality, but... It only applies that well the beam lasts, which could easily be broken because it only stays for a certain amount of distance or, you know, people, if they line of sight you and stuff. And that's, it, you know, even if it lasts full time, it's only four seconds. So Major Vitality is available from the Undaunted uh, skill, Bone Surge. You could also get it that way. And it will grant it to your whole group if it, you're in a dungeon and someone uh, activates the synergy. So, yeah, I, I would not say that it's a uh, very necessary uh, monster set in my eyes. Maybe if it stole a bit more health or it had um, I mean, a 6% chance even when you take damage is kind of a low proc, right? But... I don't know. It's an alright set. Not really something I would use. Yeah, I wouldn't really use it either. Yeah, I don't even think I've ever seen anyone use this one. Probably not. So, yeah. Those are the monster sets. Where's one, where's two? You guys could go get them. And, yeah. There are also three other sets that come from both of them. And those are going to be the light and medium heavy dungeon sets that you normally can get from a dungeon. And we're going to start with the light one, which is probably the most popular one from this dungeon. Combat Physician, which Doug used to run, so I'm going to let him uh, take over. Yeah, it gives you match magicka, two things to spell crit, and then the five pieces whenever you critically heal yourself or an ally. You grant your target a damage shield that absorbs 81.95 damage for 6 seconds, and then this effect can occur once every 6 seconds. Um, this set's pretty good for uh, no death runs in non-DLC dungeons, because it, like it's a it's an AK damage shield and not nothing really hits that hard. But when you start going to the, like, the DLC dungeons, this, uh, this set really upset me and let me down, and it's no longer the chosen one, so... I don't really run it anymore. It has fallen from its graces. Yeah. But it's still 
a pretty solid little hung set. And if you're looking for something to, uh, you know, mind your gap till you find the end game trial gear or whatever, it, it'll work for you. For the medium set, we have tooth row, which is going to give you max stam and then two times weapon crit. And the five piece adds 100 weapon damage, and you also gain major savagery at all times, which increases your weapon crit rating by 2191. So, yeah, you get a huge amount of crit from this set, and also a bit of weapon damage. It's a very useful set, but major savagery is a buff that's very easy to get so this set can be a bit superfluous for example dragon knights templars and wardens all have skills that can grant them major savagery and uh the easiest way to get it is the fighter's guild skill expert hunter which grants major savagery at all times just while slotted and since it's a fighter's guild skill it can be used on any build so it's pretty much the same version of mage light you know, when it's on your bar, you get a extra, you get major savagery, extra crit. So this set can be useful if you don't want to like have extra spots on your bars for a skill to do that or don't want to use pots. But yeah, if you aren't using a skill or a potion that provides this buff, it's a good way to get it. Yep. And then uh, the Cyrodiil potions might still be getting a buff where uh, they give you both the uh, damage and the crit. So kind of just stay tuned in for those because if that's the case, then those will be a nice little cheap way to help increase your damage without uh, having to use all of my ingredients, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I try not to. All right. Our last set is Sergeant Smale. This one gives you some max health, some health recub. Some weapon damage, and then the fifth piece is increases your damage of your fully charged heavy attacks by 1,634. Yeah, this set can be effective when it's paired with kind of other sets that also increase that kind of damage, such as Undaunted Infiltrator, which you'll also hear about in the next uh, dungeon, which increases the damage of your light and heavy attacks, or Doyle Mish that is from uh, Skellclaw Peak, and it lets you deal an extra around 12k damage with a heavy attack to a taunted monster or a uh, crowd-controlled enemy. So, yeah. Uh, you can find ways to make that work, but it's definitely not the most popular set out there right now. So before we go into our other dungeons, we wanted to take this middle portion of our episode as every week to remind you all that we are part of the wildly popular Robots Radio Podcast Network, where they have an awesome site with many great podcasts, including us, and you can go find things on Elder Scrolls, things on Fallout, things on movies, Destiny, they have everything over there. There's a podcast for you. Go check it out. And yeah, robotsradio.net. We hope you'll give them a check out. Here's an ad from one of the other great shows of the network. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? 
Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. All right, all right. So now we have for you guys, after Wayrest, Arx Carinium, which is located in Shadowfen. And yeah, it's uh, kind of an interesting dungeon. It's one of the first ones that doesn't have a 1 in 2 version. So yeah, I'm going to let Dog talk to you about some of these bosses. All right, the first one is a snake boss called the Fang Menace. This boss's big uh, thing is that he'll go to sleep and then if you're standing too close to it, inside of the red AoE, or whatever your enemy color AoE is, uh, it'll heal it. So make sure that you get out of the AoE. The next boss is Slikinlia, the Songstress. Uh, you can hide from her song by going to her sink, but if you have a healer, you could pretty much just ignore it, because it really doesn't do that much damage. Uh, her singing is lame, and she's a lamia. The third boss is... Matron Ixnia. Uh, like I said, uh, stay out of the red circles. This one has a double red circle, so you really don't want to stand in it. Otherwise, it might one-shot you. And this is another Lamia boss. So, And that's a capital L. Yeah. The next boss is the Ancient Lurcher. This is another boss that the tank just kind of just tanks. And all is fine, just like the Ancient Times. <laughs> And then we have the last boss, Celestrix, the Lamia Queen. The queen of all the lames. <laughs> but she's actually pretty crazy. Not quite lame at all. She ignores taunts. Like, she uh, sometimes will just be like, ah, nah, I'm cool. And she will scream instant death into your face. Like, just turn and scream. And it not only kills you, like, stuns you. It's just, it's horrible. You gotta be careful of that. And then when water is lightning, you want to get out of the water. When the ground has stones falling on top of you, uh, trying to choke you all out, uh, you stand in the water. That's a reference to a, a March of Sacrifices final boss. If they are happening all at the same time, then hopefully you have a real healer and the Lamia Queen doesn't scream you to death. And if she does, then I guess that makes her the Killer Queen, Gunpowder, Gelatine, Dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to kill you dead. (laughs) Oh, man. I did not even see that (laughs) you had that all on there until now. (laughs) Very, very nice, dog. Very well done. Thank you. So the monster set for this dungeon is going to be from Celestrix and called Celestrix. Uh, big spoiler alert there. One piece is going to give you max stamina and the two piece gives you when you deal damage, you have a 10% chance to create an earthquake under the enemy that erupts after one and a half seconds, dealing 5,030 physical damage to all enemies within four meters and stunning them for three seconds. This effect can occur once every five and a half seconds. So, it's uh, not the like greatest monster set. It's not a huge damage set. 
But the proc chance is pretty decent when you deal damage at all. And you have a 10% chance. It's pretty good. You can deal an extra 5k AoE damage every 5.5 seconds. I mean, like I said, not the wildest, craziest, like biggest damage set out there. But if, it, you know, you don't have anything else and you're looking for an AoE damage kind of thing to go along with it, this could be a good little set to slap on. And it stuns too. So that's nice. Alright. Next one, or next set, we have the Lamia's Song. It's the light armor set. Its fifth piece is whenever you activate your ultimate, you heal you and your allies within 20 meteors for 30 health per point of the ultimate's cost. So this is very magic-based. Uh, not really for healers, as they normally have a healing ulti, except for the Necro, which you normally use either the Revive or the Damage ulti for damage. So I don't really see uh, this being useful for them. So, yeah, I don't really think this set's very useful. Now, there's one definitely uh, sought-after set from here. It's one of those weird kind of earlier sets where it's a medium set called Undaunted Infiltrator, but it gives you max magic for the first two passives. Weird. And then Weapon Crit. But the big one is a five-piece, when you use an ability that costs Magicka, your light attacks deal an additional 775 damage, and your heavy attacks deal an additional 1150 damage for 10 seconds. So yeah, you can see how that's a good boon for sure. People will get the uh, rings, the jewelry, and the uh, weapons. The lightning staff of Undaunted Infiltrator is highly sought after and i actually saw zynode gaming get one on stream a bit ago and he was super excited about that so i thought that was funny <laughs> but yeah it's a good set to use especially if you're doing like a big heavy attack build maybe pet sork or something like that yep and then the heavy set is medusar this fifth piece is it gives you minor force at all times but you can get minor force for accelerate from the psychic order if you're magicka or Barb Trap to get Mind of Force for Stam users, plus that's a dot as well. So, you know, two and one, so it's always good. Always good. So, yeah, that's kind of arcs for you guys. It's not one of the most popular dungeons that uh, you see run. I, if it's a pledge, people are definitely running it. But, yeah, now on we go to the one and only Crypt of Hearts. One and two, located in Rubenspire. Yeah, this is a pretty solid dungeon. All the sets from here are pretty good. Yeah, one of those few earlier dungeons where they really nailed every set. Yep. So uh, the first boss of Crypts of Heart 1 is the Mage Master. He negates just like my Sword Killer. Uh, that's pretty much all he does. He drops the negate and then he dies. Alright, the second boss is Archmaster Sineal. This one has the AoE Ghost Fear. He will scream, Now the dead will rise and consume you. And, well, he raises the dead, and then you kill him before he consumes you. And then you can find a lore book in the southwest corner of the room if you don't have any add-on, and you're just kind of like strolling through. I found that today. 
And then you got the Death's Leviathan. Big old bone colossus on fire. And this thing just runs around literally everywhere. Constantly. <laughs> like, you will have to restart your rotation many times. So just be prepared. Uh, he's not too bad. But once he's in execute range and on fire, you're going to want to watch the red circles because they're literally going to be everywhere on the map. So just burn, 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 burn him down and don't get burn, 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 burned yourself. <laughs> and then if you're the tank, uh, if you, you can try to like squeeze in between you and the wall that's behind you so that he, when he does sprint, he doesn't sprint halfway across the room. He only sprints like... 30 feet into a wall right behind you. The next boss is a old car bone hand. It's the Lich boss. It has Lich crystals, which again, you just stay out of the red circles. And then, so yeah, that boss is pretty simple. Next up, we have Dagas the Berserker. He He's a Nightblade boss, and he has Banekin. And he also has Cloak and Soul Tether and Heavy Attack. And that's pretty much all you need to know about that boss. Yeah, that boss is like a Let's just go destroy this dude on the way to the uh, last boss, pretty much. Which are the Alambrus twins. So, there's two different ones. There's a mage who's going to shoot out fire. And, yeah, you're just going to have to watch out for it. The tank usually can grab both of these and uh, hold them in the middle while people just burn them down. Sometimes people don't like to do it that way, and uh, they'll hold one further out, etc. It's up to you. You're going to want to burn them both down close to each other, though. I'll tell you that much, because they'll start going crazy once uh, their sibling is dead. But yeah, the mage is also going to put out this big AoE circle throughout the thing from the middle, and you're going to want to watch out for that. If you're in it, it will knock you back. It's not a one-shot, but it is freaking annoying. And yeah, there's also the other guy is a two-hander. And his heavy attack will occasionally throw down AoEs. And his heavy attack is also, you know, you don't want to get smacked by it. It's annoying. So just watch out for them charging. Try and keep them together. Try and burn them around the same amount. They're not too bad, though. And they drop a pretty good, you know, the Alambrus set. It's, you know, it's all right. We'll get to it. Yeah. So what about Crips 2? So Crips 2, we have the Abelgast. He summons a Daedric army. Even after you kill him, it doesn't matter. He's, he'll still summon them. Kind of makes me mad, but that's okay. Uh, This dungeon has Ogrims, which uh, if you don't kill them fast enough, they'll just split spit out uh, two... Daedra people, big Daedra people, and that's kind of annoying as well. The next box is a spider Daedra, named appropriately as Rizaz Ozaz Ozal Pamaz, which has a lot of Z's. <laughs> and then that was a good attempt. <laughs> yeah, and then this boss will drop a named Leviathan dagger, unless if you actually want it, then it probably won't, because you know that's how the game is. <laughs> And then, uh, oh, some like mechanics is uh, you have to synergize your friend that's stuck in webs because they're stuck. And they, there's the chasing AoE, so don't kill your friends, unless if that's what you're trying to do. Or you can just kill Bob with it, because I'm sure Bob deserves it. Next up, 
we have the Chamber Guardian. He has the Ghost Fear, and he'll fear you into walls and pillars. Bob likes to get stuck into walls. It's okay. Sometimes he can fear you into the other room. So, and then he also spawns skeletons. So that's a fun boss. Pretty. Yeah, I'm literally scared of this dungeon <laughs> because of this ghost boss. I get peered into the wall like nine out of ten times. Even if I'm standing as far away as possible, somehow it finds something to get me feared into. Like, and you guys thought I was kidding when I was talking about Erglarg the hungry fearing me into the stairs like it's worse than that it's so horrible and it is always me and everyone always is just bagging the wall like making fun of me like constantly yeah i i remember being feared like through the wall and i just being like in a little open area because like you're not supposed to be in there like there's nothing there it's like oh well i guess i'm stuck here now so yeah, that's always a fun boss. Fears. Yeah. Fears. And you got to make sure you hit his little things at the uh, right time there. So it uh, brings him out. But after that, you're going to come up to, once again, the Lambrus, uh twins. They will combine to become an amalgam of their Lambrusness, which... Is pretty much another bone colossus that you're gonna have to fight. So you don't need to burn down both of them. You just gotta get one, get it to zero. They're gonna transform, bring up the big bad, and you take that down and move on to the next. Yep, and then when it gets in execute range, uh, similar to before, it rains down lightning and fire. So you just want to heal through that. All right, the next box is Mesolith, the destroyer of hugs. What this boss will do. Was that it'll suck everyone in, put two or three AoEs in the back of the room, along with an AoE on top of everyone. Uh, you do not want to overlap these AoEs. And what you can do is you can have like one or two different people take the center, as long as like they are on the complete opposite side of each other. And then, but if you don't have a AoE behind you, you should just roll backward, and so that you kind of just clear the center. Um, if there is an AoE behind you, you can kind of just like block and slowly move so you're uh, clear away from everyone and survive that way too. You definitely don't want to roll dodge on top of each other or all stay in the middle or all go into the AoE. Because that would kill you all. Which is why he's the destroyer of pugs. <laughs> it's a bad one. And then a lot of people are like, oh cool, we're done. No, 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 no. There's one more. Yep. You have Nironyeth. Uh, his hard node is to keep four students alive until he grabs the Ebony Blade at 35%. This is truly a hard mode if you have high DPS, because your DPS will have to wait for him to summon two separate groups of two students without killing them in AoEs, burning the boss super fast so he grabs a sword. Which we have done plenty of times. So Far too many times. And then... After he grabs the sword, he will choose to someone, and he will try to kill him. If he chooses you, you have to activate a synergy to slow him down so he doesn't kill you right away. And then if you're anyone else, you have to burn the damage shield off of them to keep the chosen one alive. So yeah, those are the bosses. Uh, the hard mode of Narayanth is definitely... It's one of the harder hard modes, so... 
Yeah, uh, it's really nice when you have a very focused tank who could just uh, pull all of the ghosts constantly and keep them away very successfully. And the uh, hard mode for the Lambers Twins is right on the way up to them, so just make sure you don't miss it. It's right outside their little archway. So now we got the monster sets for you guys, and as far as Crips 1 goes, we have the Alambras monster set and the one piece gives you max magic the two piece reads when you deal flame or shock damage you have a 10 percent chance to summon a meteor shower of the damage type that deals 1205 damage to all enemies within four meters every one second for five seconds each effect can occur once every eight seconds so this set has always been kind of a popular one, especially because you could get it to proc both of the elemental things at once. For instance, if you had a uh, lightning staff with a flame enchant, that would work for you to get both proc. But with the release of Greymore, it is one of the OG monster sets that's getting um, nerfed hard. So this one is probably not going to be so viable by the time Greymore comes up. But use it up until then. I used to use it all the time my pet Sork. I really liked it back then. But yeah. And then Crips 2, you get the Nyarineth uh, monster set. This will give you max health. And then that second piece is when you deal direct damage, you have a 10% chance to summon a Lich Crystal that explodes after 2 seconds stealing. 88, 90 magic damage to all enemies within 4 meters. And then this effect can occur once every 3 seconds. And then this is a pretty solid set to add AoE damage if you need it. 9k every 3 seconds is 3k a second, which is pretty decent. Especially if you have some builds that doesn't have any AoE damage. So that's always helpful for burning through dungeons or even some trial monsters. So... Yeah, so like uh, Celestrix earlier, if you put that on, you would be looking at, uh, you know, you're doing 5k AoE damage every 5 seconds, but with this one, you're doing 3k every second, so... Uh, yeah, if you're looking, but it lacks the stun, so there's a lot of options for, uh, sets that you want to just add some extra damage to your build, you know, a tank that doesn't need resistances or doesn't need to give their team things, if you want to do some AoE damage, you don't want to run Alkosh, just want to slap on a monster set, or, you know, any support build that wants to do something like that, or... Your single target build wants some extra AoE damage just for like trash bowls or like, you know, smaller dungeons, vanilla dungeons, anything like that. You know, these uh, monster sets, Celestrix and uh, Narayanth, or they could be good for that. So with that, we have a, a few more sets for you guys here before we step our way out of the courier shop for the week how about the lich set dog i know this was pretty much dog's favorite set for quite a while <laughs> yep uh, so this set gives you magic recovery match magicka match more magic recovery and then its fifth piece is when you cast an ability while under 33 percent magicka 
your magic recovery is increased by 1032 for 20 seconds. And then this effect can occur once every minute. And then, yeah, this used to be my favorite set. Uh, this set is great for sustain. And then I felt like it got nerfed, but I don't think it actually did. It may have actually gotten buffed. But just because of like the increase of AOE's cost kind of just made me feel like the set was just not as good as it used to be. So, Yeah, there's something about the the cooldown for me that's always just been too much. It's a 40-second cooldown. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah, I know that I would, uh, like, as soon as I see my Lich proc, I'd be like, oh, I need a pop potion right now. And then I can uh, pretty much jab endlessly for the next 20 seconds because my magic recovery was a lot more than my, what my jabs were costing. So, Yeah. I was definitely always one of Dog's favorites. And like we said, this uh, dungeon, these two dungeons, this set, Crypt of Hearts, has uh, their three sets are all pretty decent. We also have the medium set, Leviathan, which gives max stamina and then two sets of weapon crit and then the five piece adds about 1900 weapon crit so yeah it's a uh, crazy amount of weapon crit overall it is the stamina version of mother sorrow which is pretty much the most popular uh not most popular, well, probably one of the, the most popular region overland sets you could get for magic, and that comes out of Deshaun. Correct me if I'm wrong, dog, but I think I'm right. You're correct. So, yeah, you could get that, and it's going to be the salmon version, and that uh, works for a lot of people. I've ha- I've actually ran it on a stand build myself, but moved on to other things after, but it is a good definitely a good set and a good placeholder until you're looking for trial sets and stuff like that yep this is pretty good for pve or then i tried a pvp crit build but they don't really work inside seriedom because all the impen and i just like to say rip to dc1 snipes which was a crit snipe spam bow build and yeah crits don't really work and that was really upsetting to see because I was like, oh, at least you tried. And this, and then I'm gonna be having like crazy. Every crit, every crit, every snipe did crit, but they were not good crits. So it was a good try, man. It was, yeah. And then our last set is the heavy set, which is Evan. This gives you max health, more max health, four percent healing taken, and then its fifth piece is increases your max health by one thousand. For you and up to 11 members within 28 meters of you. This is a good support set. It can be commonly found on tanks. But lately uh, tanks have been uh, used in other sets. So uh, apparently healers are starting to collect uh, the staves and jewelry for it. To use for trials. And I'm still looking for the lightning staff. But it keeps giving me uh, powered restoration staffs or other restoration staffs. But don't worry, it'll give me the useless lightning staff that is under level 50 for Evan. So, you know, my RNG is definitely not the greatest. (laughs) Yeah, lightning staffs, man, they continue to elude us. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny because like I uh, just finished my uh, Ebon tanking set gear, farming all that. It's like, oh, apparently healers are running Ebon now. So I'm like, great. Guess I got to go collect that now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. I would not have expected that to be a trend, but I don't mind it. I mean, you know, it allows tanks to do other things that could help the group more too. But I mean, it all comes down to sport rules doing more to like help the group you know so that's what's going to keep them alive honestly because if a dps can throw on a taunt and a heal then why not just have four dps so you know we got to find ways to make those uh well you know they find ways to make tanks you know viable these freaking things in the end game dungeons it's so hard but yeah so evan is a great set and it's still very popular with tanks. When you're in trials, you're probably going to have one member of the tanks, one out of two, wearing Ebon. And they will coordinate which one will do it because it does not stack. Don't get excited. So, yeah. But if you've ever played with someone and they had these red glowing orbs flying around them, they were wearing Ebon and you were getting extra health. And that's pretty freaking cool, huh? So, yeah, if you ever wanted to have one of those sets where you have glowy orbs flying around you, this is uh, this is it. This used to be really cool back in the day where no one knew where they came from. If you do want to collect Julie for it, uh, Meteor Mayhem hopefully will be coming up sometime in, like, June or July, maybe August. And you can get gold jewelry from uh, yeah, from the golden vendor from there whenever it's Meteor Mayhem time. So... Yeah, Evan used to be not a, uh, not just a bound dungeon set, so you could still get those rings when Major Mayhem Dude comes around, and that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, that's a good point, Doc. So with that, we are pretty much uh, done here. We're wrapping it up. We've gotten through Wave Rest, Arc Scrinium, and Crypto Hearts. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope you get some info out of it. Uh, if these are dungeons you've never done, then maybe you're ready to go into them now. Ready to look for the sets and, hey, uh, I need this set if you're not using it. A lot of people just, you know, trash stuff, guys. Get the stuff you need. Get the stuff you like. Um, if you heard any of these sets and you want to look into them further, eso-sets.com great outlet um that's where i look up a lot of my set info uh zyno gaming outcast hq those are great places um to look up info about dungeons i go through them to get uh names of bosses and orders of dungeons and just easy stuff like that but they have things very well laid out and uh more and more stuff just more info that you guys can pour into other than us so yeah thank you guys for listening thank you guys for hanging out with us we're glad that we could bring you guys some info and get you guys through these dungeons you guys want to get through every dungeon believe me it's so worth it there's achievements for every single one you get a skill point for doing every uh dungeon story quest and all of them have great stories tied in with uh, Elder Scrolls lore very deeply. 
They're very well written, especially DLC ones. And we, getting through these uh, Dungeon Guides episodes, we're getting closer to DLC dungeons. So we will have a lot to talk about those when we get there. And yeah, we have a lot to talk about these too. This was uh, uh, this is a fun episode. I love these dungeons. And when these ones come up as pledges, Crypto Hearts 1, Waverus 1, um, Arcs kind of. I do enjoy Arcs. But yeah, all those are like some of my favorite ones when they come up. When I see a 2 version of any dungeon, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. It's going to be one of those days. But... <laughs> That's what two versions of Dungeons are supposed to be. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for stopping in and hanging out with us. Dog, if anyone wants to talk to us or maybe enter that giveaway we were talking about earlier, where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. You can also find us on Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. Then you can also uh, join our Xbox Guild of heirs of the red diamond which you can find on robots radio discord which can easily be accessed from robotsradio.net and if you guys check the show notes for our episode you will find links to our very awesome music producer who has created our intro and outro music for our show plus you can find a link to our merch store where any purchase you make greatly helps me and dogged and gets some awesome red diamond courier swag to you so yeah you could live that kind of red diamond life so if you guys want to catch me i am going to be uh bob chinsky on xbox uh twitter and twitch i've been streaming more come hang out tweeting all the time they're both bob underscore chichinsky you know where to find me chichinsky all over the place what about you dog where can the people find you they can find me on twitter of at dog bark 24 you can also find me on xbox of dog bark 24 you can come play with me uh, you can also find me on Bob's stream. I'm sure I might be trolling him or maybe trying to kill him in a battleground or something like I was uh, <laughs> today or slash yesterday. I'm in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are constantly in the future. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Thank you, Dog, for coming and hanging out once again and helping me dole out some information to the people. Thank you guys for stopping in and hanging out with us and letting us uh, come chill with you guys for a bit this week and talk about the game we all love so much and stay very safe please during this present 2020 craziness time we want to all come out of this uh, safe and healthy all of us and all of our families and uh, we send our good vibes to all you guys thank you for stopping by thank you for hanging out and we will be back next week with some more awesomeness for you guys. Thank you, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep, see ya. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. The hosts at Robots Radio get a lot of questions from people who are interested in starting their own podcasts about how they can start, how they can grow their audiences, how they can create good content, even 
what microphone to use and what software to use, things like that. Well, we're changing things up at Robots Roundtable to talk and share about the things that we've learned, the things that work and the things that don't. We're sharing with you our actual real world experience. How can you launch a show like the Fallout Lorecast and get as many listeners as we did early on and rock it to the top of the charts on Apple Podcasts? How do you create a show in such a crowded marketplace as it is today, as opposed to 10 years ago? We're getting together every week to share our answers with you. Just look up The Podcast Professor, a robots roundtable with the hosts from Robots Radio.